0: Hello and welcome to the Unreported World podcast with me, Krishnan Guru Murthy. In this week's episode, Aidan Hartley is in Mogadishu, reporting on the British Somalis determined to rebuild their war torn city. In the aftermath of a suicide bombing tragedy, Aidan follows restaurateur Ahmed Jama, who has returned from exile in Britain, determined to rebuild his restaurant. <laughs>
1: After reporting the wars of Somalia for two decades, this is not somewhere I'd expect to find hope. But today, I'm about to meet an extraordinary man.
2: What
1: kind of meat do the Somalis eat?
2: Number one,
3: the, Number one, the meat we love, all of us, wherever we are, north, south, east, is camel meat.
1: Camel meat. Camel meat.
3: There's no gunfire in
1: Mogadishu today and Ahmad Jammer is cooking for a restaurant packed with Somalis returning
3: home from exile. You have to lie flat on the pan like this. When I see my customers happy, I feel the streets of Mogadishu are safe. When I see my customers smiling, I feel like I'm smiling too. Ahmed fled Somalia when he was a boy and settled
1: in Britain. He trained as a chef and has a successful restaurant in London. Now he's left his wife and three children behind to do his bid for his birthplace.
2: I'm not a politician, but I, I prefer to show them...
3: I'm not a politician, but I prefer to show them if we have peace, we can do like this.
2: We come back over
3: here. If we have peace and we come back over here, we can have a nice successful life and a beautiful country.
1: So you're trying to seduce them back with nice food?
2: If they, listen me, I would
3: if they listen to me, I would say that, but I don't know if they agree with me or not. What do you want, the fish or the meat?
1: Last year, Ahmed built his pride and joy, a hotel and restaurant at the once infamous Jazeera Beach. Before the war, Jazeera was the main resort beach south of Mogadishu, but local people remember that terrible things happened here. There was a massacre and mass graves on this very beach. And then the place was abandoned for more than 20 years of fighting. It
2: was empty and it's not the place
3: to go. It was empty and not the place to to go. Everyone remembers it as a grave. As you can see, people are coming on motorbike, people coming in a nice car. car. That was restricted.
1: Right, and now whole families are here. They're playing football, they're swimming, they're going on joyrides in boats, they're going up and down the beach on motorbikes.
2: I showed them I'm fighting.
3: I showed them I'm fighting, and now they're coming over and over and over. Ahmed was putting a brave face
1: on things. Al-Shabaab, insurgents fighting to impose extremist Islamic rule, have been targeting him. One week before my arrival, suicide bombers had attacked Ahmed's downtown cafe called The Village. Two gunmen sprayed the crowded cafe with gunfire, then blew themselves up, murdering 20 people. Al-Shabaab warned it would strike again.
3: I swear to Allah, your blood will continue to be shed until you refrain from following infidels. We have killed them and we are happy that they are dead. Ahmed
1: took me through war-damaged Mogadishu towards the bombed cafe. It's still so dangerous here, we had an escort of heavily armed guards. Ahmed was happy to have the extra security. Normally, he has no protection. Over 20 dead.
3: Over 20, yeah.
1: Horrible. What can you
3: do? What can you do?
2: They want to make you to see.
3: They want to make you here. see they are still here.
1: The attackers just wanted to show that they are still here.
2: Yeah, but who's lost their lives is innocent.
3: Yeah, but who's lost their lives is innocent. Why me? Why? Why, Why me? me? Why? Why me?
1: At this point, most people would simply give up and go home. This is grotesque, because this is quite clearly where the bomber finally detonated himself. And you can see fragments of his body and blood all over the walls. All over the ceiling, together with the remains of several other people that he murdered.
2: And this is the what am I facing? And
3: um, this is what I'm facing. I'm staying here. I'm not going anywhere so to rebuild it again and show them. I can encourage my fellow countrymen.
1: You are saying that you want to stay in this country. I have to.
3: I have to. Who else wash, is going to wash and clean and rebuild? When
1: your wife talks to you about any of this, what does she say to you? Doesn't she try to persuade you to go back to London?
2: Yes, she did. But I told her, it's still my journey. I haven't finished it. I
3: told her, I Yes, she did. But I told her it's my journey. I haven't finished it. I told her I have a journey. I have something I decided to do and I'm not going to run away. For the people who want war to
1: continue here and who want there to be no return to normal life he represents the very biggest threat to their plan and that's why they came in here and blew themselves up and killed 20 people because they don't want peace in Somalia. I'm amazed by Ahmed's courage. The civil war isn't over in Somalia. The new government depends for its survival on 17,000 troops from the African Union. They've pushed back Al-Shabaab insurgents, but the militants are still able to stage guerrilla attacks, bombings, and assassinations. In the face of all this, Ahmed takes me shopping. This morning, he's looking to buy seafood.
3: Already, I've made my order. I'm going to get three kilos of lobster.
2: They're very
1: small, but they're they're still alive. It's amazing, isn't it? Somalia is very rich, isn't it? Very rich in resources. You're running four restaurants here. How many times do you have to come down to the market?
3: We normally have everyday supplies.
1: You want the fresh stuff. Yeah. And that goes for fish, meat, vegetables, everything. So you're downtown every day. Every day. Ahmed isn't only risking his life, he's mortgaged his family's future by investing all the profits from his London restaurant.
2: Somalian cuisine is coming like um, Arab, Middle East, Italian, British.
3: Somalian cuisine comes from Arab, Middle East, Italian, British colonial, and also Indian, Asian, and Portuguese. So Those
2: make the culture amazing.
3: So that's what makes our culture amazing. Ahmed took me to another of his restaurants. Here he's
1: feeding scores of clan elders who've got the task of appointing Somalia's new leaders. It's been a lengthy process involving lots of free lunches. What happens if a politician or a warlord turns up here? How do you treat them? Do you treat them differently?
2: Basically, no. Um, I don't ask...
3: Basically, no. I don't ask them what kind of business they do. Have you ever
1: had a warlord to lunch?
2: And basically, no.
3: So warlords don't like good food? Uh, I don't know
2: that.
3: I don't know that. Maybe they're behind doors.
2: Behind
1: doors, Okay.
3: Uh,
2: But they haven't been.
3: But they haven't been in my restaurant. Catering for Somalia's
1: clan elders should be a good contract, but it's not making him any money.
3: Today Today, we've got 150 people.
1: Are they paying
0: their bills? No. The elders, not
3: the elders are not going to pay us, and you don't know how hard we're sacrificing.
0: How long has this been going on for? Uh, this has been going on about
2: um, six months.
3: And this has been going on about six months, and still we don't know what's going to happen. Back home in London, Ahmed's wife is worrying about money. I keep, I keep telling her I'm getting, I'm getting tomorrow tomorrow, after tomorrow. She'd be very
1: angry <laughs> A false alarm. It was just an exploding transformer. But after Ahmed's cafe was attacked, everybody knows Al-Shabaab is after him. There's a transformer.
0: Yeah.
1: African Union troops have forced the militants underground, but this is a city still on edge. Ahmed can only succeed if he can make his customers feel safe again. I went to visit Abdullah Muhammad a journalist who lost three friends in the bombing and was himself injured.
2: He started to kill, one by one, my friends in the restaurant. And at that time, I fell down, I imitated, like someone who died.
3: He started to kill, one by one, my friends in the restaurant. At the time I fell down, I imitated like someone who died until he exploded. They broadcast news about the peace in Somalia, but if you talk about reality, still we have no good peace.
1: Would you go back to the village restaurant now?
2: I have here for the money intended to drink a tea. I will never go back there.
3: I have here the money intended to drink a tea. I will never go back there. I and my money, I will go out of this country. If anyone gets the money to go out of this country, I think this country will become empty. For Ahmed, reopening his bombed cafe was an obsession. Every day his doors were
1: closed, he was hemorrhaging money. We returned to see how the repairs
3: were going. We won't leave anything, we will cover it all. Thank you, if God wills it.
2: The guys are now scrubbing it, trying to get rid of the human remains, trying to get rid of that smell.
3: The guys are now scrubbing it, trying to get rid of the human remains, trying to get rid of that smell. And you know, on it like a glue, it's been sticking there, so we worry about how we get rid of it. The
1: human remains are like glue. Yeah
3: like a glue. That's what we're trying to get rid of.
1: You're whitewashing over what happened. I mean, how long are you going to take to recover from what happened?
2: It takes time.
3: It takes time. Obviously, it takes time. To recover mentally, physically, it takes time.
1: Do you feel... Angry and resentful. We have to
3: and, um, We have to show forgiveness. We have to show, have to show the rest.
2: You're going to yeah. forgive the attackers. What will we do? What will we do? If we angry?
3: What will we do? What would we do if we angry? If we look at it, he's already killed himself. What are we going to do? Ahmed had another
1: reason to reopen quickly. A hundred workers depend on him in a city where very few people earn any kind of wage. The bombing had killed five of Ahmed's employees, but his surviving staff reported for work the very next day. Abdullahi Adn Abdi is nine years old. Last year, he turned up at one of Ahmed's restaurants asking to shine customers' shoes.
2: When I ask him why are you polishing the shoes, he say, uh, "Dad is not here, and a mum, she got." The young brothers and sisters and she can't afford to feed him. I remember when I was young in my life, my mom was a single. I didn't know where was my father and um, it was very hard how I got to buy the uh, books and uh, close uniform school. And I always looked like different than other young classmates. I never got help, And that's the reason I'm helping him. When it's quiet at
1: the restaurant, Ahmed helps the boy with his homework. Ahmed sends Abdullah to school in the mornings.
3: He's lucky. Very few children get the chance in Somalia. You need to make sure your handwriting is nice. You have different size numbers here. Uh The teacher wrote this on the board and I copied it. Abdullahi took me to where his family
1: live in a camp with thousands of families displaced by fighting. Every day, he walks the five miles to work. We've arrived at... Abdullahi's home. You can see that it's made out of plastic.
0: There's
1: uh, his mum, mm. mm. his other family members. He's got several brothers and sisters here.
0: <laughs>
3: Abdullahi works shining shoes and brings home all he earns. 20,000, 30,000, 40,000 Somali shillings each day. What Abdullahi earns at Ahmed's restaurant, a dollar or two a day, must feed his whole family. (laughs) We don't have much. We cook maize and sometimes Ahmed Jama gives us food.
1: As the day of the cafe's reopening approached, reports came in of the beheading of a local journalist. Suicide bombers had recently tried to assassinate the new president, Hassan Sheikh Mohamud. Morning. How are you? It's the big day. This morning, Ahmed will discover if he has a future in Somalia. Will his customers stay away or risk their lives to have a coffee? There are more security guards here than there are simple people drinking cups of coffee. Ahmed Jamma has become a symbol of whether or not security is going to be re-established in the city and no one wants anything to go wrong. But would any customers dare set foot in the room which was bombed? Ahmed took me to see the final repairs. Absolutely. How many coats of paint did this take? Five. Five coats of paint. Yeah. And now, you wouldn't believe it. it. It doesn't look as if anything's happened. You can still see some shrapnel scars across the floor, but other than that, all of this is now completely new, isn't it? It's good that you've got rid of it. Not
0: the memory, but
1: you've got rid of the sight of it.
0: Absolutely.
1: Business was slow. The atmosphere tense an hour after opening and still only a
3: few loyal supporters had trickled in to order breakfast
2: i think i'm, I'm worrying
3: about, about the blood pressure, the blood pressure. No, I, don't I don't know how i'm really going to recognize it never i'd never had it before what you got a headache
2: i got a headache and I'm
3: i've got a headache and you know oh. a bit more you know heavier in the head you're,
1: you're uh, tense uh, yeah, basically you're, tense, you're nervous. Yeah, tense. nervous tense yeah and nervous why are you nervous there's a lot of riding on this,
2: isn't it? Absolutely. it's a lot of uh, something to do with this.
3: Absolutely. There's a lot of something to do with this. Yeah, that's what it makes me. I've never had it. I've never been in hospital, you know. But you know I'm scared for that. Suddenly,
1: a group of heavily armed men appeared. It was the mayor of Mogadishu, Mohammed Ahmed Tarsan. The mayor has arrived. He's another diaspora Somalia. He's actually from Islington in North London.
0: See Mogadishu are very beautiful? Yes. They, whatever they destroy, we will build it. They cannot scare us. Whatever challenge, you will stand with the challenge. All the windows are broken, but we'll fix it. We'll fix it immediately. So let them destroy it, we'll build it. They cannot break our spirit. This is the intention that, uh, the intention that they are killing civilians. The intention that they are killing civilians and targeting soft targets because they want to uh, kill our spirit, and they cannot do
1: that, they cannot succeed. For Ahmed, the support of politicians is double-edged. A public profile means he's even more likely to be targeted. Slowly, the cafe filled with paying customers, and for me, proof the opening was a success finally arrived when I saw survivors from the bombing come back and sit down for a meal. One was journalist Abdi Aziz, yes, Africa. Are you, okay. yeah. and, uh, are you enjoying breakfast? Yes. Yes. Yeah, breakfast. You're, you're, you're we are. You're yeah. relaxed?
3: We are still remembering our colleagues that we lost here. They are dead and burning in hell. Just minutes after
1: the attack, he received this chilling phone call from Al Shabaab.
3: He, he called me after 30 minutes when the double suicide happened here. He said, I'm responsible for what happened here, and the journalists who are already dead here, they will go to hell. And others who are still alive, they will die like that way. So
1: threatened that Al would have this place
0: yeah. again. Yeah.
3: They got what they deserved. You will meet the same destiny. Anyone who fights against Allah will meet the same destiny.
1: Ahmed knows he's living under a death sentence, but he won't be stopped. Ahmed's restaurants inspire hope amongst ordinary people in Mogadishu. It's clear how much his success means to other returnees, like Londoner Hama Asir.
3: Without Ahmed, I don't think anybody will stay here. Without Ahmed, I don't think anybody would stay here because we don't have other place to go, make friends and have a family.
2: I'm very proud of it. I, you know, I and like I think I'm very proud of it
3: and I think I feel incredible. like I've done something incredible. Ahmed wishes he could celebrate,
1: but he has nobody to savor the moment with. What about your wife? Do you want her to stay with you here?
2: And um, she hasn't answer for that. I ask
3: her. She hasn't answered that. I've asked her. I'll say, are you going to give me a hand? She says, you try first.
1: For Ahmed, the stakes couldn't be higher. His marriage, his finances, and perhaps even his life. But it may only be brave individuals like Ahmed, extraordinary dreamers, who have the power to rebuild Somalia.
2: I feel very, very lonely but I have
3: to I feel very very lonely but I have to show them they can come over here hard. and I will work so hard and show them real. it's real
0: If you've enjoyed this week's Unreported World podcast and want to further explore the internationally available program archive visit the website at channel4.com/unreportedworld here you'll also find information on how to join us on Twitter and Facebook, feature articles, video extras and more. On next week's programme, Jenny Kleeman will be in India, reporting on Mumbai's party police. For now, from me, Guru Murthy, goodbye.